It's a gospel on the radio talk show. A show about dreams and visions and a church that is indeed triumphant, alive, and well. For the church triumphant is alive and well. Hello, Tallahassee. This is the Gospel on the Radio Talk Show. I'm Pastor Jack King. I am your host and... uh, well, how's it fitting so far? 2024. This is uh, January the 7th, first show of a new year. And uh, well, I don't know about you, but uh, I'm kind of getting used to it because it takes a while, you know, to um, make sure that you put 24 on documents as you're signing and dating, usually checks. But, of course, not that many people write checks anymore. But anyway... <laughs> It takes a while to remember, not 23, but 24, 2024, and uh, I want to welcome you to this new year and this uh, new uh, uh, times of bringing to you the show, the Gospel on the Radio talk show, as I say, it's a show about dreams and visions and a church triumphant, alive and well. Talk about the church. That's that's our theme. It has been now for 1,156 shows today. And uh, this is our kickoff show. Last uh, week on the broadcast, we said goodbye to 2023. And now we look forward to a new year. And uh, I'm the type of person that I like to just kind of Look down the road just a little bit. I don't do, quote, New Year's resolutions. But I do like to establish some uh, goals to say these are things I want to do or these are things that I want to complete. And uh, I find that at this stage in my life, there's a lot of things that I've got out there and I have not completed it. I have not finished that concerns me, especially as I get older in life. And I say, well, Lord, how many more years will I have here to be able to complete the things that I sense and feel I need to accomplish to leave the legacy behind? And uh, those are some of the things that I want to talk about. But right now, I want to just bring you up to speed. We uh, uh, have gone through the process of the uh, countdown. And this is on the Saturday Night Gospel Sing, which aired last night. And uh, every year on the first Sunday uh, of the new year, I do the countdown. And basically, I tell the radio audience that uh, I'm going to tell you Pastor King's favorite song that I played on the broadcast in the previous year, which was 2023. Count it down to 10, and uh, then I play it. And so I'm going to play for you now Pastor King's favorite song that I played on the broadcast in uh, 2023. And just to bring you up to speed on the process, I take... uh, just go through the logs, and I keep logs of all the songs that I play uh, on that show over the year. And then I just go through it, and I 
pick out songs. I said, oh, yeah, that one, that one, that one. And I had 53 songs this year on my list. And then I just began to mark them off. And you just go, all right, this time I got to mark off one. And you do, I got to mark off another. Until you finally get it down to the 10. And then it really gets tough. Because you see, I, I love doing the Saturday Night Gospel thing, just like I love doing the uh, gospel on the radio broadcast and the daily broadcast. But uh, the sing, I'm playing music that I really enjoy. It wouldn't work. If, if I didn't enjoy and love the music, then the show just wouldn't work. But I do. And uh, these songs that I play, I love those songs. I enjoy them. And so for me to mark any of them off the list is tough. But to come down to what well, I'd say, this is my favorite song for the year. That's a tough choice, but I believe this one will do it. This is the for Mark Bramble Quartet for the life of me, of me. Jesus died for the life of me. The life of me. That's a Mark Trammell Quartet. And uh, I, I've thought about this uh, since uh, I chose that song and the process that I went through to come to that. And uh, something I have come to realize is that through the years of picking out was a Pastor King's favorite song, that they all, when I look back later, reflect things that are happening in my life. And that's why... That year, that particular song would speak and minister to me. And it's really quite revealing. It really is. And, uh, well, the thing is, is that right now, something I'm trying to uh, impart to my congregation and to myself as well, and that's about being uh, concerned and having a burden for the souls of humanity. That just got a uh, email here just uh, well, actually today and it's uh, from a gentleman in Australia and he is saying he said uh, um, I just became a Christian and he said that I was just scanning through and he found me um, because I'm on a station and they do um, smartphone and uh, some on air it's kind of a hodgepodge of things that they do and it takes the uh, daily broadcast and uh, all over the world and so I get emails from all over the world and the, anyway, the gentleman was just telling me he says I'm, I'm uh, I uh, just came to Christ I just accept the Lord as my Savior and uh, he said I've found your broadcast and like I said just scanning and he said it your teaching is really helping me to grow in my faith. Well, see, that's to, for somebody like me. That's just like <laughs> that's that's just a, a powerful thing because I mean, so desperately I want to be able to uh, expand the knowledge of Christ Jesus and His Word and to touch people's lives and. Uh, so radio is a way to do that. It's, it's a great way to be able to express your thoughts and uh, have them delivered 
to wherever God would take it to. And, uh, and I believe that this gentleman finding the broadcast uh, through scanning, I believe that's all in the hands of God. But there's one thing about sitting here in this little radio studio sharing the gospel over the airwaves that's a well it's it's something that I get to do and I'm thankful for the opportunity but I believe it's also necessary that I touch people personally and that I'm involved in the harvest that way that I'm actually talking to people one-on-one and uh, talking to them about their faith and about their knowledge of spiritual things and uh, the opportunity to introduce them to the Lord of my life. And, uh, and I've been encouraging this in my con- to my congregation. This has been a topic of uh, several messages that I've shared with them. And uh, actually, uh, before Christmas, we had... Uh, we had a Christmas play, and then I was out one Sunday, so let's go back up about the middle of December. The Lord had spoke to me that morning before church, or early in the morning, about, uh, he said, I want you to, to ask who in my congregation wants to become a person who wins souls and uh, has a burden for it. And so I almost didn't do it. I was... Uh, you know, you know how I wasn't trying to be disobedient. It's just that sometimes when things like that come to you, you have to ask yourself, well, is this God or is this something that I've just made up here? And I never, I never want to do something that, that I just made up. And so I was questioning that. Well, it just so happened that uh, during the, course of the service, uh, I allow my congregation to interact a little bit. I, I try to keep it under control. I don't want to lose control. But sometimes uh, during times of the service, something will be said, and bammo. I mean, it just came out from one of the brethren. God just convicted me. And uh, I said, okay, I wasn't going to do this but I believe this is the prompting of the Holy Spirit. So I invited those who uh, said would, would disagree with me. I invited them to come down to the, to the front. And I said, I want to anoint you with oil, and I want to pray the prayer of faith over you. Everybody in the congregation came, everybody, and uh, even, even the children. And, and they, they weren't coerced. This, this is a willing uh, response. Everybody came. And one by one, I prayed over them, and I anointed them with oil, and I said, Lord, give this person a heart and a burden to be a soul winner, to win souls. And so, as I said, this song that I played for you here, For the Life of Me, and uh, leading people to Calvary, leading people to heaven, this is what the song is all about, and it just so speaks to my heart and my soul. And uh, every year, the uh, the organization that I'm a part of, the Upper Bible Churches, they 
uh, we have to renew our credentials every year. And then as part of that, we have to fill out a tracking report that uh, uh, whether you like that sort of thing or not, that's, that's irrelevant. I mean, this is the thing I have to do. And that question is always asked, how many people came to Christ as a uh, result of your ministry? And of course, uh, I usually answered this way. I said, well, I'm, I'm, I'm on a worldwide radio ministry. I had no idea. <laughs> and uh, that's true. But the truth of the matter is, it just challenges as a church, how many people do you know that through the work of this ministry are expressing their heart and soul to ask Jesus Christ to come into their heart and that Christ Jesus would save their soul. And uh, well, some churches have, uh, have just have that as a burden. And, and I think that probably it's because some pastor somewhere along the line taught them. And uh, this has been one of the uh, challenges of my life. And understand, I've been pastoring for a long time. But I've been praying, Lord, make me a better leader. Make me a better leader. And there, there are certain aspects of ministry that I'm involved in. And of course, I'm not just a pastor. And I don't mean to say that that, that didn't sound right, just a pastor. No, I'm a pastor. And uh, I'm also an evangelist because I'm here on the radio. And I'm presenting the gospel through three different aspects of radio ministry. That's this show, the talk show, where I'm interviewing people. Uh, most Sundays, I'm, I'm bringing you an interview where I'm interviewing somebody in, involved in, in some type of ministry. And then I do the Saturday Night Gospel Sing, which I, I there's a lot of gospel. <laughs> it's not just music. If you've never tuned in to the Saturday Night Gospel Sing, I would encourage you to do so because it's not just me playing songs. I'm talking between the songs, and I'm bringing the gospel out there. And then there's the daily broadcast. It's a, actually a four minutes of Bible teaching, and it's a five-minute broadcast because we have the intro and outro. And uh, I have learned, <laughs> been doing that show or that broadcast longer than this broadcast, which I can say 1,156 shows, the numbers are about the same. In other words, uh, when uh, a week's broadcasting is done, then it has a week, and it'll be A, B, C, D, E, okay, Monday uh, through Friday. But somewhere along the line, about two years into that uh, ministry, I decided that I wanted to expand the broadcast and I started taking it to other stations. And when I did that, I started numbering all over again. So, so I started the numbering at one after two years. So if you figure the talk show and the, and the daily broadcast have about the same numbers, but the daily broadcast is two years older than the talk show is. So you look, look at 1,156 weeks of broadcasting, doing a four-minute sermon, you get to the point where you learn to get in and you get got to get out. <laughs> and I remember one time when I was at WTL, the pastor that uh, followed me and uh, 
he would say to me, he said, man, you say more in four minutes than most of us do in an hour. That was his words, not mine. But you, you develop that. You develop that. So anyway, through these years of broadcasting on the radio, then, yeah, I have opportunity to share faith. But God has laid it on my heart to find opportunities to share faith one-on-one with people. And that's not always easy to do because, well, sometimes, well, let's just put it this way. I'm thinking that the number one reason, <laughs> got the countdown uh, in my, my mind here, the number one reason why Christians don't share their faith is because they're afraid of rejection. Nobody, nobody likes being rejected. That's just a hard thing. We, we have a tough time thinking that we're going to get rejected. And uh, the truth of the matter is that if you step into the arena of wanting to talk to somebody and you want to get to that point to where it becomes uh, personal, tell me about your faith. Tell me about your spiritual awareness. Are you a person who has accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? To get to that point in a conversation, that's a hard place to get there. And so nobody wants to be rejected. So you shy away. But let me tell you something. It's like anything else. The more you do it, the more skilled you become at it. And so the only way to become skilled and being able to dig into that place, to bring a person to a place where you're talking to them about the most important thing in their life, you'll get to the point to where you'll be good at it. And I'm not saying that in a flippant type of way. I'm talking about God will help you to develop the skills to become skillful and uh, just talking to anybody about faith. Now, I know some people, <laughs> they, don't, they don't mess around about it. I, I met a, a pastor one time in uh, Kentucky. My brother had uh, moved down to Bowling Green, Kentucky, to attend Western Kentucky University. And while he was there, he got involved in a, a Baptist church. Now, we grew up in, in the Christian church in, in Kentucky. And um, his pastor, Brother Richard was his name. And when, when I met the man, first thing he said to me, he says, are you saved? I mean, he didn't pull no punches. He didn't take any, any hesitation. The first thing he wanted to know when he met me is, are you saved, brother? <laughs> and... Uh, and if you said, well, yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a pastor, he's still going to call it. He's going to challenge you. He's going to challenge you about your faith. Well, he didn't have any reservations about it. Not everybody's that bold. But there are uh, ways the Holy Spirit will teach us and help us to develop those skills to where we can talk to somebody about their faith. Because, as I said a few minutes ago, this is the most important thing in anybody's life. There, there is nothing more important than somebody's soul. I mean, 
We're talking about heaven and hell here. And uh, we don't think, I don't, well, I don't know about you. Um, I don't spend a whole lot of time thinking about hell. It does occur you know, occasionally across my mind. And uh, especially uh, in a hot, hot, hot day. You know, human sticky. You know how those days we have here in Florida. And these are thinking, well, oh, this seems bad, but this is nothing compared to what a person is going to experience in a lifetime of hell. And I get to think, you know, I don't want to have no part of that. And I don't want to wish it on anybody else either. In other words, if I know this, I better tell. And so it kind of gives you a heart to uh, want to make sure that you share the gospel. I'm going to play you a song. And uh, this is kind of, <laughs> Mike Bolin. And uh, it may be, uh, uh, well, let's see. How can I say this now? It's a, I'm, I'm trying to be subtle in my approach to say, hey, God, help me to become a, a soul winner. Well, Mike Bolin, he has a different way of, of saying it, so I'll just play the song for you. This is Mike Bolin. It's called a soul filling station. Lord, I'm in a hurry to get away. Well, that's, that's one way of saying it, isn't it? <laughs> I tell you what, Mike Bolin's kind of rough on us, isn't he? He said, a million dead churches just a filling up a, an acre of land. My goodness. And, uh, you see, here's the thing. Um, we talk about churches, and we want a church to grow. And uh, uh, that's that's just something I, you hear this a lot in the churches. Now, sometimes I question that. <laughs> well, I, like, let me back up here. In my little church, we talk about well, we want to we want to grow. We want to we want to be effective. We want to be a part of the of the harvest. And uh, and I've been challenging about we have to become personal soul winners. But uh, I've been to churches before, and I, I've gone in. And uh, sit down, and nobody, nobody would shake your hand. Nobody would come up and greet you. You sit there. I went to a church one Sunday. Um, something had taken place in my family, and uh, my assistant at the time, he told me, he says, don't you come here today. He said, you've got things going on in your family. He said, you take care of that. I'll take care of the church service. Well, as it turned out, uh, uh, we, the family had already gone on time Sunday morning came. I was by myself, and I said, well, I'm going to church. And I, I found a church I attended and uh, got there early. And I'm sitting in the sanctuary, and there are other people there in the sanctuary just sitting there waiting for the service to start. And I, I'm a total stranger, and nobody, nobody is coming up to greet me to say howdy-do or anything else. And there were a couple of women sitting right behind me. And they were just carrying on a conversation. I hear a total stranger sitting right in front of them. And finally, I'd had enough. And I just turned around and I said, hi, I'm Pastor Jack King. I'm, I'm just happy to be here today. He said, oh, Brother King, it's so good to have you. And all of a sudden, 
I'm going, we don't do that at Freedom Road. No, sir. You come to our church, you're going to get greeted. You're going to get loved on a little bit. And uh, we, we love visitors when they, people come to visit with us. We appreciate it. And, uh, but the thing is, is that so often when we talk about church, we just want somebody uh, that's maybe going to another church and maybe somebody new to town. We want to bring them into our congregation, which is great. I mean, as far as you get somebody and uh, they've been saved for a while, they've been in church, they've been active, man, they'll plug in real fast and it help you out. But that's really not the mission. That's not the mission. Remember, Jesus said, go to preach the gospel and uh, save the souls of mankind. In other words, Christ has commissioned us to do the hard thing, the hard thing, and that is get out of our comfort zone and share the gospel and be bold about it and uh, be consistent in wanting to say, Lord, bring people into my path and uh, that I can share the gospel with. So, well, see, here's the reality. Is that we talk about the church declining, and it is. And uh, I've been to enough church growth seminars, and I've heard all the statistics. And the last one I went to, they were they were showing the graphics and stuff. They said in the north, North America, he said. Uh, he said, it's just desperate. He said, it's just desperate. Churches are closed and uh, it's just dark. He said, it's better in the South, but we're still declining. And, uh, well, if that's the case, then we're missing, we're missing the mark here. We're missing the objective. And, uh, and that's one of the reasons why the, the people who push the uh, church growth movement. In other words, they're all about starting and establishing new churches because new churches, in order to grow, they know they have to do this. They, they are evangelistic, and they're, they're usually out there winning souls for Christ. And, uh, but think about, that's what we should be doing. That's what we should be doing. So now, I want to shift gears here just a little bit because going in the same thought pattern here and uh, uh like I said, I've been a pastor for a long long time and uh, uh interesting enough I've only pastored two churches and one of them was only five months <laughs> and uh and then we've been here in Tallahassee for about 45 46 years pastoring the same church and, and uh we've seen a church in other words when we took the church my wife and I, then uh, it was very small, and we had growth. And then uh, we see a lot of our congregation get older, and a lot of them have gone on to be with the Lord. And uh, we've seen that decrease. Same thing. Well, you go back to the same thought. It says, well, obviously we're not doing what we're supposed to be doing, and that's winning souls. And that's why I'm, as a pastor, I'm talking to my congregation. I said, we've got to change this. But we've got to change your own heart. So that's where it starts. It starts in the, in the heart of people. And I 
told you this a few minutes ago. I said, I've been praying. I said, Lord, help me to be a better leader. Help me to be a better leader. Because a leader, uh, what was it, uh, Maxwell, I read one of his books. He said, leadership is influence in the subject. <laughs> so he's, leadership is influence. In other words, your ability to influence and uh, bring people to your way of thinking. Well, a lot of times when you, you throw something out out there, and uh, it kind of settles in to those who hear, and a lot of people say, nope, nope not, not, not on board with that. But you keep putting it out there, and then eventually people begin to come around to your way of thinking, and after a while, they get to the point to where they thought it was their idea. Well, that's fine. That's just fine, because that's where we want them to be. We want them to be at that place to where now they're ready to, to be on board with the, the vision that the pastor uh, is leading. I remember one time uh, Mr. Jackson, uh, one of my elders, uh, for a lovely, wonderful man, got on to be with the Lord now. And he'd tell me, he says, Pastor, we need you to go to the mountain, hear from God. And then when you hear from God, you come back and you tell us. And then we'll, we'll be with you. Well, I say this, he would be, because <laughs> he always was. <laughs> Not everybody's that way. But see, that's where the leader leads. That's where the pastor leads. He, he casts vision, and then uh, you got to give a little patience, a little time, and people will come around. And so... Uh, I, I shared this with my congregation on, on uh, last Sunday. I said, uh, we uh, had gotten kind of uh, haphazard about our uh, support for missions. We always have always done something, but I felt like it wasn't enough and that we didn't have a heart. And so I began to, uh, every Sunday, we, the, um, Open Bible churches, they sent out a what it's a it's a prayer guide for to be able to pray for our missionaries. And every day it has a a missionary um, there for you to pray for that day. So I took that prayer guide, and then every time we come together on Sunday, whatever missionary was there on the Sunday on the prayer guide, then I would bring that before our congregation, and we'd pray for that mission where it may be maybe in new guinea or maybe in uh, ghana or uh, japan or other places where we have missionaries well what's happened in the process of that is this has raised the awareness of missions in our congregation so now we're not only sitting in a designated amount every month every month we are also spending, sending special offerings to different places of ministry. And uh, so what's happening is that we're changing the mindset of the culture to where people begin to to come to the place to where they're receiving what you're, what you're saying. That's influence. That's leadership. And so, so winning, it's the same way. And that's what we're 
This is what the Lord's laid on my heart. <laughs> Going back to how I got off on this, the song I played you a few minutes ago, uh, not not the soul winning uh, Mark, uh, Mike Boland, but the uh, Mark Trammell Quartet, the song that I said was the number one song for Pastor King's favorite song that I picked out on the music show, the Saturday Night Gospel Sing, which simply says, for the life of me, talking about heaven. <laughs> and like I say, gospel music, we do, we sing a lot about heaven. But, uh, now, like I say, I want to shift gears a little bit. And uh, this is another facet of ministry that I'm involved in and have been for uh, most of my life. And uh, that's, that's young people. I have such a heart for young people. And uh, I, I want to reach them. <laughs> I just want to reach them because I just, I remember being young. I'm, I'm not young now, but I was. And I remember what it was like to be a young person and about experiencing God in my life and, and that whole process. Even though I grew up in a church, I've, I've been in church all of my life and uh, loved church. But I've had the, the same process of growing and building faith and uh, building the relationship with the Lord. And I, and I have sense for that. And I want to cause young people to have that hunger, that hunger for spiritual things. But here's what I am aware of. And I have seen this through years of working with young people. And I mean, I've spent a lot of time with young people. Uh, I've eaten more cardboard pizza than I... <laughs> uh, there came a time in my life I said, I'm done. I, I'm done with the cardboard pizza. No more. <laughs> but here's the thing. The, the, the word, the word has been absent and it's absent in their lives. I, and I'm just telling you, it's just absent in their lives. They're just not reading the word. See, when I was a child, we were encouraged to read the Bible. Uh, the little church I grew up in, in Sunday school, we were encouraged to read the Bible, but it's just not happening now. They're just not getting it. And that's my passion. There's a find ways to connect young people to where they're, they're in the Word. Because Scripture tells us that His Word will not return void and that it's quick and powerful to the piercing of the soul. In other words, it will connect if, if we can connect them with it. <laughs> and so I want to talk to you about that. Well, I'll play you a song by Gold City. It just says, preach the word. That's, that's what we're about. Preaching the word. It's not, not always a pastor in the pulpit. It's you and I, one-on-one, -on -one, intentional, focused. Preach the cross. Preach redemption to the lost and dying world. 
that's gold city and that's good that's uh that's that's just uh expressing it in a very positive way just preach the gospel let me just ask you a question and you you just think about this those of you who are listening you've been listening to what i've been saying how many of you have ever won even one soul to christ That's that's a challenge, isn't it? And uh, so, now, let's talk about young people. Like I say, I I love young people. Just just love them. (laughs) And uh, love hanging around with them. And one of the things that's become difficult for me personally, that uh, I'm so used to being around young people, and especially as I was young, and there was just a, there's just a, uh, uh, a chemistry between me and young people. They they just dig me, <laughs> and I dig them. But now uh, I'm uh, I look like an old man and uh, got gray hair. And uh, when I get around young people, until they get to know me, they just think I'm just this old guy. And it takes longer to bridge that gap, but it's still there. You give me some time, they'll they'll warm up to me. I, and I'm just I'm just yeah, this is just experience. It's just experience because I'm 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 very comfortable around young people. But here's what I've learned through all these years of youth camps and youth conferences and retreats and just all kinds of stuff. Tours, taking kids on the road, <laughs> you know. That uh, there's two things that the young people really, really will gravitate to. And uh, that is, one is Bible drama. They, they, they're they a bunch of hams. And, <laughs> and a lot of times they don't think they are until they do it, and all of a sudden they'll find out they like it. And you can you can preach the word. In other words, you can, you can insert the word in their heart through drama. Not only will it be effective to those that they make presentations to as they learn to do drama, but also they got to get it in their own self. The other is, is Bible quizzing. They love quizzing. And uh, you might not think they do, but they do, because I've been doing it a long time, and uh, uh, they like it. So I am forming a, I'm going to call it a club. It's called a BDQ club, Bible Drama and Quizzing. I have a big vision for this, and uh, I can see these clubs all across the landscape, but uh, we're going to start right here in Tallahassee. I need some help, and maybe I'm talking to the person or the persons that's going to help me. Now, I have learned uh, in my years of ministry, you make an appeal, nobody responds, don't, don't let that discourage you. Uh, one gift that I have, and I got this from my mama, is that I am very tenacious. Uh, it takes a lot to make me quit, and uh, I, I feel like this is a this is a, a mandate from God to to do this. But it's going to require some help. I need people who have done drama; they can help me. We're wanting to put together some. Uh, uh, Skits, little, little little dramas that are that are biblically based. They can be funny, but they have to have a gospel message in it, and I, and I, and I need them to be well done. 
was the drama part. And then I need people who do video and know how to do it well. And when we get this finished, we're going to put it on YouTube. And then we're going to say to those young people who may see this, would you like to be involved in this? And uh, we'll start building a ministry. But here's the thing. When we have our club meetings, they'll be working on drama, and they'll be working on Bible quizzing. But they're also going to have some time in the Word. And so that's my that's my connection. That's how we're going to do it. So if this appeals to you, and you want to be involved in it, area code 850-567-1703. Now, if you send me a text or something, you might want to tag it somewhere or another. Do I know? Maybe put BDQ Club or something because I am getting so many spam or yeah, spam calls from these Medicare people. I mean, it's just, I mean, every time the phone rings, it's somebody wanting to sell me some type of Medicare insurance. And it's just, it's just rampant. So I just ignore them most of the time. So if I, if I get a number and it doesn't have a name on there that I'm aware of that's already in my system, then it, you're not going to get through. I'm just telling you. And that's, that's, that's a shame. So if you send me a text, you may want to put some kind of tagline so I know that this is legit and I'll get back with you. We'll talk about it. And uh, the other thing that I, I need, I'm just going to be bold about it, so I need financing. Um, this is going to require some money. And uh, so you may be somebody and you're older and you say, well, this is not for me, but I like the vision. And you want to help finance it. Well, what you do is that you can, you want to do it snail mail, just put something in an envelope and mail it to me, 526 East 8th Avenue. Just make it to Pastor Jack King. Uh, you can write the check out to uh, Christian Youth Ministries International. Christian Youth Ministries International. And we'll put these funds to make this happen because I believe that's what God has me to do. This is a this is a new adventure, along with other things that I'm doing as far as youth ministry and radio broadcasting and pastoring a church and running a couple of businesses and taking care of the family. But uh, I believe we'll we'll make it happen. So I'm casting vision here, church. I'm casting vision. Well, this could be exciting, and uh, perhaps you'd like to be a part. So. I believe this, that uh, my God is able. And uh, I've been walking with him for a long time. And I've seen what God can do. And uh, he is indeed more than able. He's more than able. The Tribute Quartet. That's what it's called. More than able. able to give blessings from his table. That's a tribute quartet here on the uh, Gospel on the Radio 
Talk Show. I'm Pastor Jack King. Just one last thing I want to share with you before uh, we have to go here this morning. During the Christmas uh, season, I got a, an email from a lady in uh, Manchester, England. And uh, she said, uh, Pastor King, she said, this is my first Christmas since I lost my husband. And uh, she was just telling me, she said, uh, just want you to know that your broadcast has meant so much to me. <laughs> I tell you what, I, 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 I teared up. I really did. Because I remember, and this is one of the reasons why I'm on the radio. When uh, I was young, growing up, went through a tough time in our family, a very tough family situation. My heart, or my mother's heart was just broken. I mean, just some things had happened. And she reached out to a, uh, a television evangelist out of Cincinnati. And uh, he wrote her a letter a couple times. And uh, it just so ministered to my mother that I know, I know what it's like to be on that end of it. And, uh, and it's a blessing to me to know that, that I can be that person that can be there for somebody who's going through a tough time. And that's my heart. Because I love people. And I love God. And I know that the connection, when there's a connection between that hurting soul and when they find solace and just knowing that the Lord is there and he loves them. And if I can present to them the love of the Father, what a blessing. It's been such a joy. It's been this uh, first Sunday of the year with you here on uh, 94.1. And I look forward to a full year of bringing to you every Sunday morning the gospel on the radio broadcast. You make sure you tune in and uh, bring a friend or two with you the next time. And we'll have a great time throughout the rest of this year. Father God, I thank you, Lord that we've been so blessed here today just to have a conversation and play a little music, get people ready to go to church today. Father, bless our churches, bless our pastors. Lord, let us all be people who love souls and have a heart and passion for the heart and soul of humanity that we can reach them with the gospel, the truth. And Father God, I pray for our pastors and for all of our churches, and I pray, Lord, for each and every one. And I pray, God, for peace in America, peace around the world, and peace in the city of Jerusalem and the nation of Israel. I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. And until next Sunday morning, may the Lord bless you.